You're listening to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, episode 89. Welcome to the Eyes on Conservation podcast, where we bring you engaging conversations about wildlife conservation from all across the globe. I'm your host, Matt Podolsky. Today's guest on the show is the director of the Dominican Republic Environmental Film Festival, Muestra de Cine Medio Ambiental Dominicana. Her name is Natasha Despotovich. I was fortunate enough to attend this year's Dominican Republic Environmental Film Festival, and it was truly a very special event. We had four screenings of our film Bluebird Man, each one in a different city, and I was blown away by the reception that the film received and, and the reactions that we got from uh, the mostly student audiences that we screened the film for. During my stay in the Dominican Republic, I was able to sit down with Natasha for this interview that you'll hear today. And she has some really fantastic stories about how the festival was founded um, and how she became interested in film and environmental issues. Let's jump in. So my name is Natasha Despotovich, and I'm the director of the Dominican Republic Environmental Film Festival. Uh, the festival started in 2011, and so this is our sixth year now. Uh, we are screening movies all over the country, and our role and our mission is to promote the environmental awareness in the Dominican Republic and hopefully also in Latin America in general, to spread the word, to educate, uh, also to serve as a platform for and a networking opportunity for Dominican filmmakers and activists and international guests, and also to stimulate Dominican filmmakers and motivate them to make environmental movies. Tell me a little bit more about um, the Dominican Republic Environmental Film Festival. I mean, what, what's the story behind the, the creation of, of this event? Yes, the, there is a story behind. <laughs> there is always a little story behind the creation. And uh, actually, I was asked recently to write, there is a festival in Argentina that's mm. collecting all these little stories uh, to kind of help other festivals to see how the existing festivals uh, have come into being. And when I was doing this little story, it was uh, a nice uh, walk in a memory lane because it reminded me how it happened. So the festival is really organized by an institution called the Global Foundation for Democracy and Development, which is a nonprofit. Its headquarters are here in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. And its sister institution, registered under the U.S. laws, is in Washington, D.C. and New York City. Uh, and our mission and our purpose is to promote uh, exchange, collaboration, and progressive development in Dominican Republic, Latin America, and the U.S. We work with uh, Hispanic, Latino communities in the U.S., but also with general audiences. We work with Dominican Republic uh, population, and we also work with many countries in Latin America. And just to make the long story very short, <laughs> Uh, uh, in 2006, we started something that still goes on, and it's called the uh, uh, Dominican Republic Global Film Festival, which is a general film festival. Mm. 
So I had uh, the honor and the pleasure to be the first director of that film festival, which was just a general film festival screening fiction movies and documentaries mm -hmm. in all areas of uh, work. And we loved the experience. We learned a lot. I, I ran that festival for three years. And in the time, the crew here has really grown because I'm located in Washington, D.C. So the crew here really grew professionally and they were able to undertake it by themselves. At that point, we decided to leave it to the local crew and our offices in New York and Washington started the Environmental Film Festival, inspired particularly by the D.C. Environmental Film Festival, which is a great success. Mm -hmm. What's your, your background in? I mean, what, what were you doing before? How did you get into uh, this, this field? Oh, well, what I was doing before, it's a very long story. <laughs> it's a very complicated story. But I think it's very interesting maybe for people to know that you can change and tweak your career as you go. And that's what happened to me because... If you follow my life story, it's, it's pretty strange, but I've met a lot of people around the world who had equally strange life stories. So I'm originally from Croatia. I was born in Zagreb and I graduated in languages and literature and philosophy. So my majors, I had four majors and I graduated in English, French and Spanish literature and also philosophy. And as I graduated, Really, the, the least uh, I, I felt I was knowledgeable about was uh, Spanish. So I decided, to go to, I decided to go to Spain and study there and stay for a few years. I ended up working in Spain. I ended up uh, making a lot of friends in Spain, and uh, it changed my life. So I worked in the hotel industry in Spain for many years and after that uh, I lived about seven years in Spain and I ended up working in hotel industry which didn't have anything to do with literature or philosophy mm. <laughs> <laughs> it did have a lot to do with language though mm. and then from hotel industry in Spain I ended up moving to Dominican Republic uh, basically just as an explorer I traveled uh, a few years around Latin America and of all the countries, I really like Dominican Republic. I settled down. I, I created my little family, and I opened a little family hotel. And uh, in the meantime, I have also worked a lot as an interpreter, translator. And I have also worked, when I was living in Croatia, as a production coordinator for several movies that were shooting in Croatia. At that time, Croatia was a big spot for shooting especially movies that represented Eastern Europe at the time. And uh, we really specialized. We had a great team working uh, in co-productions. So to make this very long story short, in Dominican Republic, I actually ended up working as an assistant to the president of the country. So suddenly I got into international affairs and I worked with the former president of the country, Leonel Fernandez, for four years. And after that, after his first mandate, he decided to create a foundation. And I worked with him as the director of international affairs for the foundation. And after that, we decided to create a foundation in the U.S. So I moved to Washington and, uh, and I'm directing currently the 
U.S. branch of the Global Foundation for Democracy and Development. Apart from that, as I mentioned, I've, I've had very different careers uh, that still have to do with language and arts, like in film production, uh, in translation, interpretation. And I had also a very particular career in architecture and landscaping <laughs> because uh, in Dominican Republic, I, I own a small hotel property, which I designed myself and landscaped and did the interior decoration. So I would say I've had different, many, many different careers in my life. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's fascinating. And and you know, like, like you said, I mean, I think that's that's the case with a lot of people, you know. Uh, uh, and um, it, it's always neat to sort of trace people's path. To- and it's I think it's very inspiring because what I do sometimes, like uh, I love movies. Mm-hmm. And very often, you if you see the stories of, of famous film directors, many of them, yes, they come from great film academies, but many of them were just doing something completely different. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they just found their passion, and, and they, pe- they became great at it. Mm-hmm. And we see the same thing when we meet pe- people here at the Environmental Film Festival. A lot of them uh, have become environmental filmmakers because something called their attention or they got passionate about it or they had a friend who was doing it and then they started doing it and then suddenly they discovered they can be really good at it. Mm-hmm. So life is full of opportunities and, and unexpected experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm wondering is like, you know, all of these interesting experiences you had and, and, and different professions that you had throughout your life, I mean, how does that sort of color your perspective towards environmental issues now that that's sort of you know one of right. the main focuses well see i'm very grateful for these various aspects of my experience because uh, i have worked for a government uh, for four years very intensely uh, now i'm directing a nonprofit, and i worked for private companies uh, I have also worked at, the, I, have, I haven't mentioned that because there are a lot of bits and pieces I haven't mentioned, but I've also worked at the Organization of American States, which is an international multilateral institution. So what happened is I, I can understand where all these different institutions and people come from, how they think about development in general, what they are looking for. Yeah. And I think... I've been passionate about the environment all my life, and when I was building the hotel, I literally lived on a beach for seven years because my my little hotel property is located right on the beach, and that's where I lived and I raised my kids when they were babies. So uh, I have this big connection to the environment since I was a kid myself. I have this knowledge about how these different sectors operate. And I have an appreciation and knowledge of how films are made and what they, what they do. So all these elements together allow me, I believe, to bring together people, messages, and projects so that they can be more efficient. One of the things that um, I have noticed uh, through spending time here at the festival over the past few days is... But there's there's definitely a, a general consensus among the the filmmakers who who are guests here that this this film festival stands out. It's it's unique 
Um, it, it, it provides a, a very different experience from what uh, most of these filmmakers are used to seeing um, when they take their films out on the film festival circuit. Um, I mean, what makes this event special? What makes it stand out from other, uh, uh, you know, film festivals or even conservation-focused film festivals? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for, for saying that. I really appreciate it. And um, I would say there are different reasons why we might stand out. And I do believe every festival stand out, stands out in its own way. Um, maybe the way we stand out is, uh, first of all, we travel all around the country. So we screen here in 11 cities. And, uh, and this country is just fantastic. It's beautiful. All our guests get the opportunity to go to several places, visit different towns. And we reach a very wide spectrum of audiences. So as I mentioned um, during our welcome remarks when the festival began, and I kind of warned people and said, look, you know, when you go to one venue, don't believe the other one's going to be similar because we are screening in community centers and, and little villages with no electricity or water. And at the same time, we are screening in, in super modern shopping malls and cultural centers with uh, top-notch technology uh, or bilingual schools where the elite uh, kids go to. So this, this wide uh, range of, of audiences that we reach, I think, is, is a blessing. Uh, the other thing that I would say is um, the response of the audience, and I think a lot of filmmakers have mentioned that. Uh, people here in Dominican Republic are very curious. Maybe one of the reasons is that it's an island. They feel isolated per se, just geographically. So whenever there is something coming from abroad, they are delighted, they are thankful, they are grateful, they, and they engage enormously. They are very spontaneous and curious. So that's another, another element that I might mention. The other thing that I would like maybe to stress is that we also, apart from the festival, and that's pretty unique feature, we have a lot of uh, development programs in the area of environment that we execute during the year. So um, we have several, we have about seven programs running the whole year. Uh, one of them is, for example, organic gardening, where we open organic gardens in community centers and schools. Another one is called Recrearte, where we organize recycling workshops, also in schools and, and community centers, where people basically bring garbage and scraps. And an artist that leads the workshop teaches them how to use all of that to create wonderful art objects and objects for everyday use. And thanks to that, some, some ladies have already opened small businesses and they are selling these objects. Uh, for example, the other one is called Redescubre, which means Discover Dominican Republic, where we take underprivileged youth to the beautiful spots in Dominican Republic so they can appreciate the nature. And they're also giving lessons on how to uh, relate to the environment, how to conserve it and protect it better. So these are just some of the samples that, of things that we do. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that I certainly noticed as I traveled across the country and, and went to the screenings of our film um, is that 
these screenings are populated primarily by students, or at least a lot of them are. Yes, um, a lot of them. And 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 I just I, I love that. You know, it, it's it, it seems it strikes me as like this is the ideal audience. I mean, this is who. You and know, sometimes we're really little kids. So we, we've yeah. had like five year olds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, yeah, as as young as five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, you know, was this one of the central goals of of the the festival and the organization from right. the beginning to reach students? Definitely. And uh, first of all, because we believe that you should plant seeds very early to start with. The second thing that's very important, because as I mentioned, we screen in 11 cities and this year we had about 60 venues. So and actually we are a very small team of about 15 people here at the foundation. So for us to be able to screen at these places, we actually need a huge interest on behalf of the venues and a lot of collaboration. So one of the reasons we go to to the specific centers where we go is because these centers express interest, they contact us, and they actually integrate what we do in the school curriculum. Uh, And they also make sure that the students attend and they make sure that after the sessions are over, this will be discussed and sometimes they come to the screenings with projects and notebooks. So we also know it's not just two hours of watching a movie and talking about. There is something that's going to happen after that and before that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important. And these centers are actually very, very active themselves. Mm -hmm. So I I wonder if, you know, you have any, any stories about, you know, kids being inspired to get involved in some way in like environmental or conservation issues here in the island or maybe, you know, getting involved in filmmaking, you know, as a result of, you know, the influence of this event or, or attending a screening event like this. Yes, well, I can I can remember our first film festival was in 2011 and we had the honor of hosting Dr. Sylvia Earle, who is one of the great, great and admired uh, ocean explorers and scientists and a, and a woman now uh, who at the time when she started there were very few women explorers and especially not scuba diving all, all across the globe mm-hmm. so when she came here uh, she visited a lot of schools and her talks were so inspiring I cannot tell you how many young uh, ladies and, and young girls came and and told her i want to be like you what do i do you know which is the school i want to be a marine biologist i want to do like what you're doing i want to be you tell me what to do yeah and although i believe many of them maybe won't follow that path but i'm sure some of them will will completely embark on that mm-hmm. the other example i can mention is um, we also organize something which we call green globe award that promotes environmental filmmaking among young people. So uh, we give awards for the best short, for the best public service announcement, uh, for the best photography, and for the best junior short, which means these are high schoolers making shorts. Mm -hmm. When we started this award, we were very scared because at the time, I mean, almost nobody was doing movies among young people on environment. They all wanted to do X-Men and, you know, things like that. (laughs) They all wanted to have a a success in, in action movies and thrillers and so on. 
But right now we are getting a lot of submissions and, and really nice quality movies. And some of these kids have gotten really interested and are researching and producing and are dreaming of becoming internationally recognized environmental filmmakers. So I think that's, that's very important. One of the other things I've noticed uh, in, in my time here is that there's a lot of collaboration going on between uh, this event um, and, and other film festivals. Um, how do you think, I mean, how, how does this collaborative approach uh, sort of help the cause? Oh, it helps enormously. It really does. Yeah. So um, as a matter of fact, we are a member of a green film network, which is a consortium of uh, about 30 uh, environmental film festivals in the world, uh, spanning over, at the moment, I think, four continents. I don't think we have one from Australia <laughs> yet. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's very impressive because what happens, like, I can give you a few examples. A film festival finishes, and very often filmmakers give the film festival the opportunity to use the link to their movies uh, for certain purposes, either for distribution or for promotion. Very often when a film festival finishes, any one of these 30, at the end of the festival they send the file with the links and with recommendations, look, these are really great movies, you should really watch this. So 30 of us, we have access to all these files that come from all these different countries, and, and that's to say something wonderful. Second thing is, if I'm preparing my programming, yeah, and often we work with the embassies here, and I would like some movies from France, the only thing I have to do is just send an email to the French film festival director. And she will tell me, look, don't bother. These are the five best movies. Talk to them. They will provide contacts, information, emails, phone numbers. It's just unbelievable. Uh, apart from that, in the Dominican Republic, we have the issue with the subtitles. Hmm. And sometimes even the movies are dubbed uh, for kids especially. So uh, at the time when we are preparing the programming, the first thing I do, if I see I will have to subtitle movies, I send a message to the Green Film Network and friends and ask, well, who has subtitled this? Do you have a subtitled version? Do you have a dubbed version? And this is, this is of enormous help. Mm -hmm. Apart from, sincerely, the, the emotional and the moral support, because... Just knowing that there are so many people around the world doing what you're doing is, is just of incredible help. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll add to that that it's extremely, as a filmmaker, it's extremely helpful because I've met, you know, folks involved in a whole variety of, uh, you know, conservation and environmental film festivals all around the world that I didn't even know existed until I, I came here. And right. Not, so right. I'm networking. And right. Like, yeah, you guys want to screen my film? Mm. And right. So, I mean, it's, it's helpful for the filmmakers, too, right. to, to get access and, and, and meet, you know, face-to-face -face people from other film festivals. So, I mean, that uh, that's something that, that I really appreciate about um, uh, the way you guys organize this. Thank you. Um, so, right at the outset, um, when you were explaining, you know, the mission of um, the festival and, and the foundation, um, you explained that, you know, the mission is, is broader than just the Dominican Republic. It's about, you know, spreading right. this conservation me message um, throughout Latin America. Right, yes. Right? So, I mean, is this a model that, that 
could be repl replicated in other countries? I mean, is oh, that definitely. something that, that, that um, your organization is, is thinking about? Oh, or? I mean, it's being replicated as we speak. I'll mm -hmm. just give you an example. Uh, we, we are really honored to have the presence during this film festival of, uh, two, uh, of an American couple who has a small foundation in, in the U.S., and they've been trying, uh, and, and they have the intention of organizing a small film festival in Yucatan. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, they approached us and they said, well, you know, how do you do this? And we had several meetings. We, we explained to them. And then we said, look, the best thing is that you bring the person you think would be leading your environmental film festival in Yucatan to just see how this is happening, because there is nothing better than a hands-on experience. So the lady came from Yucatan. She's here with the, with the uh, American donors who have the small foundation. And they are participating in a daily process. So they, we've also allowed them to see a lot of things behind the scenes. <laughs> there are no secrets. <laughs> but they have to see what is involved in putting together this event. Mm -hmm. And so it's being replicated right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've heard from many, another example maybe is uh, there is a lady from Ecuador here who was one of the programming managers at the DC Environmental Film Festival. And after she uh, attended our film festival here in Dominican Republic, she said, wow, you know, I can do this in Ecuador. So she went to Ecuador and she started a small environmental film festival there. So yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So we've talked about you know, a little bit about you know how this festival has grown uh, since since you started it. Um, it it's expanded in, in 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 scale and in influence pretty dramatically um, in in a relatively short period of time. Um, what does the future hold for this event and for the foundation also? Well, you know, we, we make the future as we go. <laughs> because to tell you the truth, we started in 2011 with only three, three cities. And I think we started like with, uh, was it 18 movies or something like that? Mm -hmm. And very slowly. And we really didn't know what response we are going to receive. And it was overwhelming. And uh, my, my staff always makes jokes at, at the end of the festival because they always say, like, okay, we are not going to expand anymore. This is it. We cannot do more. It's only 15 of us. And they all laugh. They just, they just I don't think they take me seriously because <laughs> every year we expand a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think for the moment, sincerely, I, I told them I wasn't going to expand and that they should hold me accountable <laughs> and restrain me. <laughs> because I think what we should continue doing is, is build the quality and also give a special, special um, importance to the programs that run during the year, which are kind of a follow-up to the film festival and to the movies. And they happened because after the people saw all these wonderful movies, they said, well, what can we do? You know, don't show us the movies and just disappear. Help us do something. Yeah. So, like, for example, if we are showing movies about bird conservation, yeah, we want to work with bird experts in the country. We want to continue doing programs with them and taking the movies ar around the country during the year. That's one of the things we do. We continue screening the movies if we get the rights, and very often we get them. So we continue to screen the movies all around the country and organize hands-on projects. So it's not only about seeing oh, how other people protect the birds, but mm -hmm. protecting them actually. Mm -hmm. yeah? 
So I think I would like to concentrate more on uh, reaching, uh, going deeper and reaching more audiences, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go to more cities and venues for the moment because I think it's time to just go deeper a little bit mm -hmm. and then we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> for filmmakers out there that are maybe considering, you know, submitting their film to, to this festival, you know, like, what are you guys looking for in uh, a film? And I, I know that's a tricky question, you know, you could Oh, it's a very up. important question. Yeah. I, and I thank you for that question. It's actually one of the most important questions because often we find wonderful movies and sometimes filmmakers contact us and we have to tell them, well, you know, we can't screen that movie. I'm sorry. It's wonderful. And sometimes they are disappointed. But then we have to explain what happens. Yeah? Uh, we screen to children and to youth. Often if I have, I mean, not, it's not the whole audience, but a lot of audiences, children and youth. If I have a one and a half hour movie that's very complicated with subtitles, and it might be an environmental masterpiece, it's not going to work for me. So this is one of the reasons some of the movies we find fantastic, we cannot screen. Thanks a lot for taking the time to chat with me. Um, it's, it's really amazing to, well, it, it's amazing to sort of learn, you know, some of this uh, backstory behind the festival and how it was created. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me, and, and I also really appreciate the work that you do here. It's a really amazing festival. I've really enjoyed my time thank here. you so much Matthew yeah. and I, I really appreciate you coming here being with us sharing your knowledge and expertise and also showing an interest in in what we do thank you yeah all right that was our conversation with Natasha Despotovic the director of the Dominican Republic Environmental Film Festival I love Natasha's perspective on environmental outreach and the role that film can play in educating students She's clearly come from a very different background compared to uh, most other people in the environmental field, and I think that this unique perspective is a big part of what makes this festival stand out. If you'd like to learn more about the Dominican Republic Environmental Film Festival, as well as the other work being done by the organization that runs the event, the Global Foundation for Democracy and Development, you can head on over to the show notes page for this episode. Those show notes can be found at wildlensinc.org slash EOC89. That's W-I-L-D-L-E-N-S-I-N-C dot org slash EOC89. Today's episode was produced by myself, your host, Matt Podolsky. Our theme music is by The Humidors. The Humidors.